Hello there. Welcome to the first episode of Star Wars in a Galaxy. We're going to jump right into this. Um, We're going to be reviewing for the next who knows how long. In 30 minute chunks, we're going to be reviewing Knights of the Old Republic, the first game. Uh, this game was directed by Casey Hudson. It was written by Drew Carpishan, and it was released to the world on July 15th. 2003. Wow, that's um, a classic. It's, it's an old one. It's an old one. Um, I'm Eli. I'm Jacob. And welcome to the actual first episode, not the zeroth episode, but the first episode of In a Galaxy. So, we watched, um, by the way, also, humongous credit for this episode, Fair Play. Uh, if you look up Fair Play on YouTube, uh, they're a channel that does, uh, like, game movies, video game mm-hmm. movies, where they compile all the cutscenes. This would be so much harder without... Fair play, and I just want to give thank credit. You fair play. Thank, thank you for to the people over at this channel for allowing, um, for putting this up on YouTube so we can talk about it. We um, the first ch- chunk is up to the thirty minute three second mark because that where, that's where it fades to black. So um, let's get right into it. Well, so first I want to go into something that's really cool about this. So. Knights of the Old Republic was made by a company called LucasArts. Yes, LucasArts. LucasArts does not exist anymore. It's gone. It w- it basically vanished when Disney took over the franchise. Um, this was did it Luca- get transformed in anything, or was no, it just completely it's just liquidated? Gone. It's just gone. So they just you're telling me they just sold everything, just completely dissolved the company. That's and pretty you know, crazy. And you know where the, and and you know where the exclusive rights are now at EA. Um, yes, so, I'm, I'm well aware. I'm well so, aware. this is at LucasArts Prime. This is when they started making a lot of games. Like, they made... Uh, KOTOR was really the start of their Prime in 2003 when they made KOTOR, and then they started making KOTOR 2, and then they made Battlefront 2, and then they made Republic Commando. They made a lot of their classic games in this yeah. period. Um, the original Battlefront's a personal favorite of mine. Yes, doesn't get as absolutely. much love as Battlefront 2, but... Yeah, I, I like both Battlefronts, but first, um, let me see. Uh, so we get the... Um, so we get... One second. Um, I'm looking at it right now. So we get our classic LucasArts logo right there. We have the L that says LucasArts. Yeah, the good boy. very wide and also very skinny person holding an eye. Um, we also get a eye. very episode four esque opening over here, um, of like a ship down. being chased over a planet, and uh, it. Eli, rem- Eli, help me recall: is there a, uh, is there an opening crawl in these games? No. No. Actually, I think so. Actually. Oh really? I don't if think so, we got not. it in this, vi- but I specifically remember because I played Knights of the Old Republic all the way through. I specifically remember there being a crawl. Good point. Very good point. Hi, Eli from the future here. I just looked it up on Wikipedia because Jacob and I were did not look it up in the podcast. Um, there actually is an opening crawl for Nancy the Old Republic. It goes a little something like this. 4,000 years before the rise of the Galactic Empire, the Republic verges on collapse. Darth Malak in all caps. La- last surviving apprentice of the Dark Lord Revan has unleashed a, an invincible Sith Armada upon an unsuspecting galaxy, crushing all resistance 
Malak's War of Conquest has left the Jedi Order scattered and vulnerable as countless knights fall in battle, and many more swear their allegiance to the new Sith Master. In the skies above the Outer Rim world of Taurus, a Jedi battle fleet engages the forces of Darth Malak in a desperate attempt to halt the Sith's galactic domination. Dot, 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 dot. Back to the podcast. I I don't think they included it in here, which is sad, but I I do remember there being a crawl, yeah. Cool. No kidding. Um, that's sad. Yeah. Um, but for, the first thing that came to mind for me was, wow, the graphics didn't actually age that well. Um, yeah. They aged okay, but when you're looking at some of these, the, some of the stuff, for example, when we get later on Terrace, some of their graphics are interesting. They haven't gotten into the, like, they, they've done, like a lot of the generals of the graphics uh, technology that they were using looked pretty darn good, but yeah. But a lot of the details were still needed to be refined. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, also, this one was crazy. They're not using the mullet Revan. They're not um, using mullet Revan. Okay. Yeah. Revan, it, it, you can customize your character, but the default gender is male, and the default appearance is like him with like a mullet of hair. They're using like a short-haired appearance, which is a little strange. The um, person who we are playing as is Revan, correct? Yes. Um, spoilers, but, um... Oh, um, well... <laughs> but we ruined it already. That's in 2003. That's, it's we, okay. we ruined it already. Eli, back again for another piece of backstory about the canonical gender. So the canonical gender of Revan is male. Luckily, so there are two sides of this story of KOTOR. There's the dark side ending and there's the light side ending. The light side ending of both KOTOR and KOTOR 2, actually, is light side. The canonical gender, the canonical ending of each is light side. Dark side can happen, it's just not what's accepted as the Legends canon right now. Uh, luckily, Fairplay's video, I think in both, does end with canonical ending. So, yay. It's fine. Um, first, um, they're trying to, some of the, some of the things, so a lot of this stuff gave me a lot of nostalgia, I gotta say, for playing the game. I've only actually played the game, it's only been about Hmm, seven, eight months since I've played KOTOR 1. Really? It's, it, it hasn't actually been that long, but I still got a lot of nostalgia for Trask and for Karth later on and for... We'll, we'll get to them, but I, I do remember seeing a lot of nostalgia. And we get um, the Endar Spire as our tutorial level. And that, oh, again, what I was surprised about looking carefully at the first 30 minutes of KOTOR 1 was how much it reminded me of A New Hope. Oh, really? Yeah. Can you, can you elaborate on that? I didn't the really Endor Spire. Song. The Endor Spire, for example. Uh-huh. It seems exactly like the Tantive IV. Okay. It, yeah. it, like, ship at the beginning, gets chased by an overwhelming fleet, gets attacked by, you know, the overwhelming fleet. They board, and they take every almost everyone prisoner, except for a couple people who escape... Um, it's all felt very episode 4 E. Um... Yeah, definitely. That's an interesting comparison, actually. I hadn't thought of that. That's pretty cool. It, 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 it was really interesting. Um, so, another thing, we meet this guy, um, who I feel like is a little bit of the, uh, Captain Antilles of this. His name is Trask Olgo. Yes, Trask Olgo. He is the... He's basically been called the tutorial character. 
I mean, all his dialogue is basically exposition. Yet. Oh, you don't know Bastila? How, how oh. do you not know Bastila? She's Bastila. Let me um, give you a 15-minute explanation of how to use battle meditation. Or what battle meditation is. Um, yeah. And, I don't know, the hallways to me look very, very Tantive Four-esque. Even that mm. doorway looks extremely Tantive Four. And then we the, get... Uh, the hallways, for, for those at home listening, it's kind of a... Uh, a wide horizontal oblong in a way. Yeah, it's, so I think it's very it, rounded. It's more uh, it's more rounded than the Tantive Four, but I do I do think the doors look similar. But there are more red accents, I think. Yeah. Um. So we also get meet another one of our main characters here. We meet um our boy Karth Onasi. Karth Onasi, um, yeah. And what I noticed from the get go, Karth does not sugarcoat anything. He yeah. tells you stuff exactly the way it is. You know, it's going to be, yeah. it's like, you know, um, yeah, we got to rescue Bathlow. We have no time. Um, I'm, I'm helping to save you. Uh, you made it just in, like right here. We got, we, we can hide on the planet below. Um, and um, also, hmm, what else was I going to talk about? Um, let's see, where is it? The combat. The combat looks... Interesting. Combat, yeah. It's very um. Can the uh, can the good people at home hear the? Uh, the I'm audio not sure. That is playing. I'm actually not sure. I need to go back and see that in editing. But All right, fantastic. It's it's very choppy. It's very like. I mean, I I do remember playing a lot. It's like. It's very turn-based. It almost felt like, for those of you at home who play uh, Galaxy of Heroes, it almost felt a little bit like, okay, this turn we're going to do this. This turn we're going to throw a grenade. Yeah, definitely. This turn we're going to heal. I think <laughs> I, it's interesting when you when when the video when the video game like this when you when it seems so old and um seems so old and I guess in a sense outdated you could say it kind of. It it, it, it it it's interesting to watch the story unfold through that lens because it kinda of makes you focus in on the story and the characters a little bit more than I would otherwise in a more immersive modern game that would probably maybe be higher intensity in nature, I'm guessing. Yeah, very much. Um it was an interesting idea. It it was interesting to me also. They like I know other parts of Legends and also Canon specify into very much the difference between a dark Jedi and a Sith. But yes. from these 30 minutes, no, they could be the just, same. <laughs> I, I heard them... There, there, There is a part, actually, where... I can't remember. Is it Karth? No, it's the I Exposition think it's Man. Oh, it's Exposition Man. It's Traskolgo. Traskolgo, Exposition Man, says, Oh no, a dark Jedi. I'll hold him off. And this, like, bald, Jeff Bezos, pale-looking <laughs> dude comes in with a... Red lightsaber. But I just thought, wow, there really is no difference between Dark Jedi and a and Sith. Sith at this point, yeah. In the uh, character's language. And the funny part is, like, in stuff like, um... Like, uh, the Thrawn trilogy, Timothy's on. You know, there was there was no language of the, of, like... The Sith hadn't been mentioned in the original trilogy at all. Yeah. It, so he had to make stuff up as, up as he went. But we... But this, this was made... At least after Phantom Menace, and the Phantom Menace mentioned the Sith a whole ton. Impossible. 
the Sith have been extinct for a millennium. And yeah. So it doesn't have as much as an excuse. Um, I mean, it's interesting to think about. I think I might want to dig deeper into this about when the idea of the Sith and not just the dark side of the Force really came into play. Are you sure there was no? There was really no mention of the Sith. In there the is mention trilogy? of the Sith. Oh, 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 oh! In the original trilogy, no. I mean, really? maybe. Wow. I mean, actually, I mean, like, I'm not sure if he. I mean, the only time it would have been actually mentioned, I don't think so, but the only time it would have actually been mentioned is in calling Vader to the Dark Lord of the Sith. Wow, so many future Elias right now. Okay, I did research this one too. The word Sith is never mentioned in the original trilogy, only in the stage directions if you think that counts. Yes, well, that that makes sense then. But Thinking about... But, but not other than that, no, because... Yeah. Um, also, I also like that uh, Trask said um, it's suicide to use a blaster in close quarters. Yeah. Which is interesting to say the least. I mean, against a f possibly formidably trained Sith warlord, I assume it would be. Yeah, but these are against normal Sith soldiers, so mm, I don't Still, know. they look they look pretty tough. They have armor. So I, 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 I get where he's coming from. Yeah, I, I, I would say that. Um, also, we gotta talk about Trask's ultimate sacrifice. Um, honestly, I gotta tell you, I think the like the story would have been a lot more streamlined, a lot better, just in general, if Trask didn't exist. If Trask was just Karth. And I, I kind of agree on that one. I think. <laughs> and it's like, why do you need a separate character? Um, uh, to do exposition. Karth already does a ton of exposition down on Terrace. Um, let's go to, mm, yeah. let's, let's actually go down to Terrace now. And let me just right. explain to you, Terrace, like, I'm not a huge KOTOR fan. KOTOR isn't, like, what I consider as my Star Wars. You know, I, I like, my, like, I feel like my Star Wars lies more with things like Star Wars The Clone Wars, even some, like, the sequel trilogy movies are my Star Wars. But, I gotta say, Terrace, by far, one of my favorite Star Wars planets ever. I love it so much. I think it's a, I think it's great. I, I don't really know why. I think it's just because, like, I remember, Terrace is the planet you spend the most time on in, in KOTOR. I remember mm -hmm. taking, taking six hours of gameplay to get off Terrace. Wow. Six hours intense. of gameplay. Um, to get I don't off. think I would. I don't think I would like that personally. But yeah, I, I just, I just like to that it kind of we got to explore the different like it had different layers. It was an yeah, interesting sure, society sure. on Terrace. Um, uh, speaking of uh, Terrace and what we see on Terrace, let's talk about or or what happened before the events of Knights of the Old Republic specifically. Let's talk. I was thinking of, about. About where is it? The duel between. Nope. The duel. Yeah, here it is. The duel between um, Bastila and Revan. Duel between Bastila and Revan. Yeah, that we see right here. Oh wow! So Bastila dueling Revan. That would have been Revan's flashback then yeah it would have been like a flashback memory that he was having he got his identity erased correct yeah by happened? the council yeah um 
It's, is that it, when they stripped him of the force? No, that's no. They didn't like, strip him of the force. That's, that's he someone clearly does have the force. Um, but I I thought the choreography, even for being such an old game, the choreography of the fight between Revan and Bastila was actually pretty good. Like they do some interesting mm. stuff here. They show Bastila kind of you know holding her own a little bit. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I I thought it was good. Um. And. <laughs> I do really like the setup for the, like, I do like that the twist that you are Revan, even though yeah. we haven't gotten to that, it's set up very well. Um, I think it's fun, yeah. It's, it's like, for sure. um, there's, Karth said, um, Revan's like, well, why are the Dark Jedi so scary? And Karth are like, but the Dark Jedi interrogation techniques, they say the Force can do terrible things to a mind, can wipe away your memories and destroy your very identity. But and we're like, and I'm like, you don't say, you don't say, um, what else? Um, so we also find out there's a revel there's a revelation that Bastila is the Jedi, mm -hmm. which um, I thought was set up very well. They were like talking about Bastila, Bastila. Oh my god, great Bastila! And we're like, what's so special about Bastila? It turns out that she is a Jedi. Um, they're also, they also say that, um, where is it? Um, they also say in somewhere that Darth Revan is actually dead. Really? Interesting. Yes. So they're living with the myth that the Jedi Council was spreading that Darth Revan is actually dead. Yeah, I see. Okay. Um. Okay. There's the also, thickens. they're also, um, uh, there's also... Again, I'm just going through a bunch of my notes that I wrote. Um, there's also um, mention of Bastila's battle meditation, which was a completely new power at the time, I think. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Bast I think battle meditation was created for Knights of the Old mm. Republic. All right. So battle meditation is a force power that boosts the morale of the, uh, of the army that you want to boost and dips the morale of the army that you want to lose. Um, and I found it really fascinating that one Jedi could control an entire war. It's like, why wouldn't they just have everyone, you know, using battle meditation? Yeah. On both sides, actually. Um, I think we find out in it's some other... It's an acquired skill, it Yeah, I think, I think we find out in some piece of Legends that there are only some Jedi who can do it. Some Jedi can, some Jedi can't. I think Yoda can... I think, I think Shakti can. I want to cool. feel like Shakti can. I actually want to look this up on good old Wikipedia right now and see who else has the has the battle meditation um, skill. Here we go. So, oh, interesting. Some of the more notable users, like Darth Kytus from Legends. Um, let's see. Is it a canon power? Is it only Legends? I think it's only Legends. Really? Alright. That's fascinating. Luke could do it. Leia could do it. Yoda could do it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fascinating. Oh, I was wrong. I was definitely wrong. I think. I was wrong. Yeah, I was wrong. 
yeah, I was wrong. The first place that it was identified as battle meditation was Dark Empire in the 90s. Alright. Um, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Um, also, I wrote down in my notes that around this point of the... You don't have to thank me. I've never abandoned anyone on a mission. About this point in the, the, the campaign, it actually starts to play the binary sunset theme. That's cool. I don't know where it is. I'll try and find it later. Um, then, this is the interesting part, I think. When we go to the apartments. Jacob, when we go to the, the apartments, I think stuff really starts to get interesting. We see some interesting ser uh, species. We see some, we see some Duros. And we see that, surprise, the Sith, like the Empire and the First Order that would come after them, are racist! What a surprise! There, they are prejudiced against aliens. Um, and then Karth and Revan help out. They hide the bodies. Um, and, uh, okay. I'm going to dish out on one character right now. Alright. Here we go. This is my ode to how much, and you knew this was coming, everyone who heard the last episode, probably knew this was coming. An ode to how much I hate Revan. Revan, oh Revan, I hate you so much. I don't know where I was going with this. Revan, oh Revan, I hate you so much. The fandom is saying you're gaining your touch. But I am afraid that you're losing it much. Revan, oh Revan, I hate you so much. <laughs> mm. <laughs> nice. My my thing about Revan, if uh, for all, for all you listening, that why why I don't like Revan is because um I um those of you wondering why I don't like Revan is because I think that he's very overhyped by fans of Kotor. I think he's a Decent character, but I think he's a decent force user. I don't think he could contend with Yoda. Really? <laughs> I don't. Um, I haven't really had much. I haven't really had much exposure to Revan. Why do you? Why do you? Why do people think that he's really great? Not not trying to pass judgment on it at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's but. it's because people like Kotor is pe some people Star Wars. You know, Kotor is for some people what the Clone Wars is to me, or what Rebels is to you. Yeah, kind of like a. The thing you grew up with? Yeah. The thing it, that, the thing that people grew up place. with. And Revan was the flagship character of KOTOR. Okay. He was the main character. Yeah. Um, then we go over to the... Um, then we go over to the Undercity, and this is, again, I think things get really interesting here. We meet some Rodians. We also meet um, Mission Vale and Zalbar, who are going to become main characters, but we... I don't know that yet. Um, we meet my favorite character in the entire KOTOR series, Kalo Nord. Yeah. Um, he is, for you guys who don't know the names quite well, he's the 1-2-3 guy. All right. He's, he's the, the guy who, if you okay. insult him too much, he comes to three and then he shoots your brains out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I love that so much. I just do. Um, uh, the... 
Uh, so we see there are these there are these swoop gangs, right? Yeah. Swoop the gangs. hidden becks mm-hmm. and the dang it, what's the other name? The black volcars. The black volcars and the hidden becks. Yeah. I is just it, got to that part and I was rewatching it today. It was actually kind of interesting. Is it just me, or are they trying to pull a Jedi Sith parallel? <laughs> like, I don't know. Br- I mean, um, I'm like, not watching the cutscenes. It was unclear listening to Mission Vow go off on the Black Volcars whether we were actually supposed to know that the Black Volcars or just know in quotation marks that the Black Volcars are evil, or is this just another layer of confusion? I guess that gets added to the plot. Yeah. Does Mission Vow, for the purposes of the plot, does she have her own agenda, or is she actually telling us something that we need to know? And that's something I'm excited to learn about. Well, um, I remember uh, when it said that Brezik, the leader of the Black Volcars, betrayed um, Gadden Vec. Mm -hmm. Um, I literally had in my mind... You were the chosen one! It was said that you were... Join the... um, the tin becks. Not destroy them! Bring balance to the forest! <laughs> you were my brother, Bredjik! <laughs> um, uh, what was I gonna say? We also get an appearance, this is my favorite thing, from the Mandalorian! Yeah. Not Din Djarin. Candorous Order. Right. We get an appearance by good old Candorous Ordo. Um, where, where is he? Um, he's over here somewhere. Um, yeah, here, here he is. Here he is. We, we don't want no trouble with a Mandalorian. They don't want no trouble with a Mandalorian seeing what Din Djarin can get up to. Um, I guess, so, so what are your, so, so, so I've been talking a lot. What are your, some of your thoughts on the first 30 minutes of Knights of the Republic one? Um... I don't know. I, I don't have a lot of context for it. It seemed, uh, it, it was, it kind of got interesting by the end. I wasn't a big fan of it at first, but my I, think thing it, uh, is, I my, think it was going somewhere. My thing is, I said, um, the story is good. Yeah. The world building is fascinating. The character development seemed very weak, though. It yeah, seems like you, I would... it seems like there's a lot of, like, I don't know, there's a lot of, how would you say it? There's a lot of, emotion lacking in this i mean we're gonna get through it but i always felt a sense of like you know karth is very terse candorous is very terse mission is playful zalbar is playful revan's very terse you know they're all very guarded we don't get a lot of emotion out of them you know what i mean yeah it's it's interesting i think you know, there's some cool behind-the-scenes details. We got some legacy aliens. You know, we got the Rodians. We got the Twi'leks. We got the Duros. Um, we have um, we have Catherine Tabor, mo- best known for playing Padme in the Clone Wars, playing Mission Vow. Yeah. Um, there's some interesting stuff here. Um, we get a cantina. We get um, we get some references of bounty hunters. It's it's all very, you know, it's very interesting. It, it's very compelling. I don't know, that's, that's me. What do you think of the overall, like, kind of connections, I guess you could say? I feel, 
I'm not sure quite what to make of this, but I felt compelled, not really by the fact of what was happening, but the promise of what was to come, given yes. given off by the plot and the dialogue. Yes, I think a lot of this stuff is it's still very expositional. There's a lot of details that we still need to get to, and um, and it's going to be interesting to see as we go along. You know, we have our foundation. You know what I mean. We have our foundation. We need to build yeah. on the foundation to get to the real meat of the story. And I'm really excited to um, explore more with you, Jacob, and with these people watch, um, listening. Wow, not again. But yeah, I think so. I think that's going to end it for today. Um, make sure to follow this podcast, please. We want to build our support as much as possible. We have a website. I've linked it to an, on our anchor profile. We have a website. We have a, we have a page on Spotify. If you go and look up Star Wars in a Galaxy on Spotify, we are there. Maybe that's how you're listening to us. Who knows? But um, I guess we will see you next time. Any final thoughts, Jacob? Uh, no, I think that's going to do it. Uh, if anyone's listening to this, uh, thank you for tuning in, tuning in. Sorry for the bad quality. We're... Uh, we're doing our best. We're doing our best. It's This week it was very expositional, and I think um, it'll be interesting to see what we think about next week. Bye. Bye.